0: Welcome back to Lucid Living. If this is your first time, welcome, welcome. I'm so happy to have you aboard. My name is Andrew Larkin. I'm an actor, model, performer, storyteller, and today I'm going to be your host, your guide for today's podcast episode. All right, guys, before we dive into today's episode, we're going to do some deep, deep, intentional, present breathing. And uh, if this is your first time with us, we're going to do one minute breathing at our own pace. And uh, as we inhale, we'll inhale through the nose. And as you inhale through the nose, expand the belly like a water balloon, nice and big and nice and chubby. Hold it at the top, exhale out the mouth, contract your belly back to your center, hold at the bottom. Now we can do box breathing, which is in for four, hold for four, out for four, hold for four. Or if you want to channel that parasympathetic, that rest and recover state, you can exhale a little bit longer than your inhale. So in for four, hold for four, out for six, hold for six, or out for eight, hold for eight. Whatever floats your boat in this moment, however you're feeling. I'm gonna take this one minute of breathing. We're gonna take one collective breath together and then go at our own pace. But before we do that, I just wanna say this is such a beautiful time to set an intention, to give ourselves a body scan, feel where we're holding tension in our body, find moments of gratitude uh, for our body. You know, you can go through each body part and be grateful for it. Expand maybe a little bit bigger than that. What are you grateful for in life? Friends, family, uh, having a car, having technology, having a healthy body, you know, all these different things. What are you grateful for? The big things, the little things, um, and as we breathe, introduce a little micro smile—just a tiny, tiny smile. You'd be surprised how that can lift you, your energy up from throughout the rest of the day. So, we're gonna take one inhale together, and then go at our own pace for one minute. All right, inhale in three, two, one. We'll go at your own pace. Alright, now I want you to take one final inhale through the nose, nice and big, nice and big. Hold it at the top. Now exhale it all out with a sigh. Ah. Alright, thank you, thank you, thank you for this practice. How are we feeling? Let's introduce some movement back into the body. We can wiggle the toes, wiggle the fingertips. Roll your shoulders back a few times. Roll them forward a few times. Sway the neck to the left. Sway the neck to the right. Now let's shake, shake, shake. Move the body, move the energy, move the chi. Shake, 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 shake. And at the top, namaste. Thank you. Thank you for that practice. Always good. Find that groundedness. We're living, baby. We're living. All right, before we dive into this episode, life updates, life updates. oh My gosh, so much has been popping off, guys. It's been like a week cuz I did a uh, I f- I recorded them all in like one day, the last two, like last week. So, a lot has happened. We we went to New York on Thursday, Friday, Saturday and uh visited my buddy Marty and uh turns out my old old friend Mr. Andy Deal was there as well and um it was nice just chatting with those guys catching up with them The first night I crashed we saw the Phillies game unfortunate L but still just a uh, great bonding and then woke up in the morning uh, and then took the and the track to um, NYU's campus where I shot a uh, NYU um, first year grad student short film that was super fun super cool it was the first time I've ever shot on a 16 millimeter film camera so one from a filmmaking perspective that's super interesting and super cool but uh, from an actor's perspective, I mean, it was, it was awesome. <laughs> it was freaking cool, and I'm excited to see how it turns out because the footage, just looking at the camera and the graininess of the film, it's freaking awesome. It's so cool. And um, I met some uh, really great people, made some really good friends on that set. It's funny, I had this one girl who I was shooting with, turns out she was really good friends with a director that I've worked with, you know? It's so cool how those synchronicities happen, and um, it's a small world, this little community, baby, and I'm loving it, I'm loving it, Uh, you know? This is where we build lifelong relationships and friendships and collaborations, and it's it's beautiful, it's amazing. So we shot for like nine hours on Friday, and then um, afterwards, just walked around the city, got this really cool vegan joint, (laughs) vegan joint, vegan place uh, where I got some food and um walked around the city of manhattan it was just beautiful man it was just i was never really a huge city guy but i don't know man it's kind of growing on me it's pretty pretty <laughs> it was awesome and the weather was stunning the weather was stunning this weekend then we walked um just walked for like 30 minutes to uh the movie theater and met up with the friends and we watched the movie we saw black adam and um and then got back to the house and then it just just crashed crashed and uh it was just really nice seeing all those guys and catching up it's a beautiful thing, man. It's a beautiful thing. Friendships and uh, again, those collaborations are what makes life worth living, baby. And then the next morning, uh, we woke up or no, it was after. Sat and then we shot Saturday, and I got lunch with one of my castmates, one of my homies. We're gonna stay in touch. Stay tuned. We're gonna do some cool projects together, and um, he's doing big things. So walked around the city a little bit more, got lunch, and then uh, got back to the car and uh, headed over to my sister. Drove about six hours to get to IUP. Uh, crashed at little sister's place uh, in her apartment at Indiana University of Pennsylvania. And then the next morning, she had a volleyball tournament. So I uh, was at the tournament for about six hours. And uh, little girls crushing it. It was awesome. It was really nice. My dad, uh, my stepmom, and um, her uh, family member was there as well. So nice little family gathering. And then drove back home. And uh, the weekend was cool. It was dope. And then uh, recently, guys, what else has been popping off in the theater world? I got, um, I booked this part in this. Um, Again, when you go on backstage and you submit to all these different roles, you kind of just submit and then figure it out later. (laughs) And um, I submitted for this voiceover role for this animation series, and they said the animation, the guy who I ended up talking with, he's collaborating with this guy who's really cool and really good at creating animations, and he said the look that he's going for is basically Beowulf. If you've ever seen Beowulf, it looks sick, and it's really cool, and it's an older film, but it was kind of ahead of its time. So. I chatted with him, and we talked about the role and uh, what his vision is, and, and that's really exciting, so stay tuned for that. He's looking to make it into a series over the next uh, months and however long that happens. But again, more uh, collab, more collaborators, so you never know what's going to happen in the future. But really excited about that. That was really cool. And then uh, we voted on Tuesday, Election Day. Hashtag, free the people. <laughs> you know, it's, it's important having a say. You know, voting is such an important way to voice and uh make an impact and and uh, in that way that the we can control right and it's also not just voting like that but also i'm um, a big component of voting with your dollar so what you are spending money on all the different products that you use who are you supporting follow the money trail you know everything that we do you know has an impact and we're all voting in in many different ways so that was uh, exciting making a change one step at a time, and then I had an audition for this play that I've been, I don't know if I've talked about this a lot before, but uh, I've been anticipating this this play, or this uh, audition for a very long time, and I've uh, been working the monologue, and we had the audition two days ago, and it went really well, and, uh, well, it's funny, because the director is my, uh, my acting coach, and uh, it's for the Steel River Playhouse, this, uh, our small local community theater, and it's, it was freaking awesome. I went in there in the Black Box Theater, did my monologues, loved it. We connected, and I got the callback. So I actually have the callback in about two hours after we film this. This is going to drop on Friday, but I'm filming, I'm recording on Thursday. So we get a callback where, again, this, this, this play I'm going to be playing, if I get it, we'll be playing different characters. So I have a monologue for a completely different character with a very different feel, and uh, it's, a, it's an intense topic too. So I'm very excited about that. Um, hoping to collaborate with that and we are doing the thing man. We're doing the thing and it's really exciting um, The uh, The short film that I did with a uh, Homeboy Wesley Wang who was actually the director that my friends the girl who is on the last shoot over the weekend is friends with Nothing except everything is the is the name of it and that thing is gonna be insane guys gonna be freaking insane Your boy had a really small part in it, but the experience and just being on a set like that, again, that was probably the most professional set I've ever been on. And the quality of it, just from seeing some of the takes and some of the footage, it's going to be epic. And I'm not sure when it drops, but stay tuned because it's going to be epic. All right, my friends, let's uh, let's dive into what we got to talk about today. Let's take a little sip of water and uh, let's do it. <sighs> All right, my friend, this is uh, an exciting topic. So, I read a book in 2020 called The Celestine Prophecy by James Redfield. And this book shifted things for me, guys. This is probably one of my favorite spiritual books that I've read. And uh, I remember I was, this was in my coming of age of spiritual, I don't wanna use the word enlightenment, but my growth into you know who I am and understanding the world around me and understanding myself. And uh, this book, I just, I remember reading it. This is one I actually, I wanna return to. It. I wanna read it again soon. But I remember reading it and I remember being so excited that I wanted to share it with everyone. I was like, everyone needs to read this book, you know? And it was so profound. And I remember thinking, because I was in the process of uh, growing spiritually. And in this book, it's basically this guy goes on this journey and he, uh, oh shit, what are they called? The, um, he's searching for the nine insights. Insights, is that what it's called? Gosh, yeah, nine insights. So there are nine insights. And um, he's going on this journey, and basically, wow, I really should have prepared for this better, but this book is incredible, you know? So he goes on, and and every single journey, he learns a new insight. And it's based on, it's, it's fiction, but the way it's written, every single insight, it's like, when I was reading it, I felt like it was a blueprint to the progression of spiritual enlightenment, of that kind of growth. And I felt like I had experienced these things almost like in this order. And it blew my freaking, it blew my mind. It blew my freaking mind. And I am so obsessed with this book. So there's basically Bruce broken down into chapters where he discovers new insights, whether that's in different parts of you know, the world. I think it's actually, it's in Peru which is, I was so drawn to Peru when I read this book. But he basically goes on this huge journey, and each chapter is a different... He meets a different person, leads him to this different experience, and uh, he gains these different insights, which are sort of, um, yeah, insights to the world, to life, to enlightenment, or what what shall you? So, uh, honestly, I could do a podcast on each insight individually, which I might do if I start running out of ideas. But I want to... uh, I was just thinking about this recently and i want to talk about the struggle for power this is uh the fourth insight in the book and it is uh it's pretty deep and it's pretty powerful and when i read it i remember reflecting and being able to identify when i've experienced this in my life or reflect on things i've seen in my life and uh, i'm going to read an excerpt from this but there's just one there's just one quote in this chapter where he says that we humans Although we are unconscious of it, have the tendency to control and dominate others. We want to win the energy that exists between people. It builds us up somehow, makes us feel better. And it's fascinating, dude. It's fascinating, right? And uh, I'm sure you've experienced it. I've heard, I'm sure you've seen it. You know, all the different power dynamics, especially, I remember my dad actually um, talking about, we were talking about Lord of the Rings and we were talking about, House of Dragons and Lord of the Rings is this quest of good versus evil, you know, and um finding the good, overcoming the evil. But the House of Dragons is more about power. It's about you know these political agendas dominating to rule everyone, everything and seek power. And that's there're a lot of parallels to our the structure of our system or whatever, have you not? It's we seek power and there's this it it creates an incredible divide, right? We seek power, you know, by having people in fear makes it easier for us to rule them power, 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 usually power is fueled by insecurity. And I'm actually going to share a little excerpt from this book. Um, But before I do that, there's actually I think it was in within this chapter as well. They were talking about this exchange of energy between um, people. And I'm not sure if it's this insight, it might be another one. But they were again it was a fiction book but i was like this is so real it this is real and uh, basically the girl who was teaching the neophyte the guy who was who's learning about all of this um, has them slow down and watch and observe a conversation happening between two individuals or even three individuals and what he can see is the power there's like an aura where you can see the energy flowing towards someone or flowing away or flowing away towards like someone sucking the power, the force, the life force out of someone. And you can see that in that argument, quote-unquote argument, or that conversation, someone is is dominating in the power and sucking the power. They're those kind of energy vampires that we talked about. And um, it's pretty powerful. And you can see that. You can observe other people where other people are. There's a dynamic involved. And if you've ever had a conversation with someone and you feel drained afterwards, you know, they sucked that power, that energy dynamic was kind of off. Or maybe there are times where you suck the power to someone else. You know, you're talking and talking and talking. You don't, you don't allow them space to hear or to respond or to have that ping pong back and forth, which is the best conversations I've ever had have been when there's that balance, you know, that tennis match back and forth. And it's really beautiful. And, um, but there are times where it's kind of off and there's a power dynamic there. And it's a lot of times it's very unconscious. And in this story, we're going to talk about, it's going to show where it stems from. So there's a woman, a daughter. As the woman and her daughter uh, began serving individual dishes of pie, the young girl's elbow hit my water glass, spilling the water on the table in front of me. The older woman rushed over in a rage, shouting at the girl in Spanish and pushing her out of the way. I'm very sorry, the woman said, wiping up the water. The girl is so clumsy. The young girl exploded, flinging the remaining pie at the woman, missing and splattering pie and broken china across the middle of the table, just as the proprietor returned. The old man shouted, and the girl ran from the room. I'm sorry, he said, hurrying to the table. It's no problem, I replied. Don't be so hard on the girl. Will was on his feet, figuring the bill, and we quickly left. Rianu had been quiet, but as we walked through the door and down the steps, he spoke, Did you see that girl?" He asked, looking at me. She is a classic example of psychological violence. This is what the human need to control others leads to when taken to the extreme. The old man and woman are dominating the girl totally. Did you see how nervous and stooped she was? Yes, I said. But it appears she's about fed up. Exactly. Her parents have never let up. And from her point of view, she has no choice but to lash out violently. It is the only way she can gain some control for herself. Unfortunately, when she grows up, because of this early trauma, she will think she has to seize control and dominate others with the same intensity. This characteristic will be deeply ingrained and will make her just as dominating as her parents are now, especially when she is around people who are vulnerable, such as children. In fact, the same trauma no doubt happened to her parents before her. They have to dominate now because of the way their parents dominated them before. That's the means through which psychological violence is passed down from one generation to another. One generation to another. So many of these complexes, these, these dynamics are passed down generationally. And it's so easy to judge, Like, especially in this example. like Those parents are shitty. Those parents suck. Why are they treating that girl that way? They're trying to dominate. But that's really a way for them to cope with the way that they were raised. And then probably the same way with their parents, with their parents who were raised. Thank you, train! Namaste! Moment for the train. Peace, love, rock and roll. (laughs) But yeah, so you can see where that happens. And this is where we gotta take a step back when we see situations like this and have compassion for people. You know? So it's one thing to see the parents and try to understand where they came from. And oh yeah, okay, their parents like that, I get that. But then you see a young girl... You know who's again it's interesting too because the only way that she can take her power back is to create a fit to do something destructive you know it's interesting because kids are so beautiful because they they don't shy away from how they feel you know they want to be seen they want to be heard I can't I'll see kids with their dads or moms and they'll constantly be saying look at me look at me look at me and if they don't get looked at then like it's screaming yelling yeah but um I don't know it's just fascinating so I think when you see someone out of control trying to dominate others this is a big thing for men we have a very big (laughs) power complex where we feel like and again i think that's been ingrained in our culture where men need to provide and men need to you know take care of and and be a quote-unquote man and all these things, so we have this expectation, which isn't even a good expectation to have, like it's already a faulty system to begin with, but it's so deeply rooted and deeply unconscious, and that's passed down from generations, and all that good stuff, but it's based, it's fueled by insecurity, man, all that power, why do people put other people down, it's a low freaking vibration to put another human being down on this earth, but it's because they feel a little jolt of power, of somethingness, that, that was stripped from them when they were younger, right, so I think it's a great challenge, and it's it sucks because we have to take the high road. If we see this happening, like you can you, you've probably met guys or gals, or anyone, any humans on this earth who kind of suck, and they kind of just suck the energy out of the room, or they're self-involved, and all these crazy dynamics and complexes going on. And it's so easy to say you suck. I'm, i do not want to talk to you. Get away from me. That's easy, you know. But uh, that dude is that dude or gal or whoever it is is struggling. And They have there's a reason why they are the way that they are there is a power dynamic and um, I think if we can call that out with love and nurturing because it's interesting those people look the strongest and uh, Powerful, but there's a weakness deep 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 weakness because once they I Guess shine a light on actually who they really are and that little child inside of them It's terrifying and they don't do the work to see that And uh, when you keep suppressing that for a long long period of time, over and over and over again, years after years after years, it's almost so deep down there, man, that it's just... You don't want to. And um, it's scary, but that's all all part of the work. It's all part of the work that we have to do. And it starts with ourselves. We can't change others, but we can shine a light. And we can, again, not fight fire with fire. If someone's being an asshole, you don't have to one-up them and be an asshole, asshole, you know? That's no fun. Um, Find moments to have compassion, you know? And maybe... A lot of those energy vampires who dominate to have the power because the power has been taken away from them. Again, this is a friendly reminder. Just people who take power in your lives to have some compassion. Because again, there's always those dynamics. But um, when those people are expressing that, to to nurture it, man, try to try to respond with love and try to see through the bullshit, see through the masks. Because I promise you, men who act like that are wearing a crazy mask, and uh, don't know who they are, what they are, are living a version of themselves that they don't actually like, but um, they feel seen when they express themselves in that way. It's crazy, miss, it's crazy, it's crazy, it's crazy. But power is a big thing in our society today, and it needs to be talked about, and um, I don't know, I see a lot of division. talk about this for the end of time, where uh, it's easy to judge people who do shitty things, but there's always a reason why shitty people do, not shitty people, people do shitty things, and, um, yeah, yeah, but it's, um, yeah, it's not until we do the work on ourselves that we can comfortably and strongly stand up and call someone else out on it, because if we're so insecure, then they will just keep attacking us, right, but if you can, yeah, that's an interesting point, too, because these people who hold these power dynamics can find any different way to project onto you as to why you're less than them. But if you are strong in who you are, how you show up, you are in alignment with your values, with your actions, with your thoughts, and you know who you are, and you've made peace with who you are, and love who you are, accept who you are. Maybe you don't love who you are right now, but you accept where you are, and uh, because you love yourself, you know you're fighting for who you want to be. When you have such deep self-love and and, uh, awareness for yourself, all of those projections don't touch you you're in, you're in, you're in, you're untouchable. When you, when you, it's like, it's like an eight mile when, uh, Eminem, I mean, this is kind of a self-deflectiveness, but when he starts, he starts going self-aware and talking about all the shit that usually someone would suppress. And then when someone calls you out on it, it makes you sink lower. But he started exposing himself and he started saying like talking shit on himself. So the other guy can't talk shit on him for him, you know? And, um, I guess that's an maybe a little bit of a different circumstance but yeah man once we work on ourselves once they project onto us we know it's them and not us because we are fully self-actualized and very aware of who we are and how we show up in this world so that starts with doing the work and when we do the work it takes weeks months years but when we get to that place there is freedom there is the ultimate form of strength and once you start doing the work you it's hard to go backwards because you feel how good it is. And once you start shining a light and it lifts the weight off of all of our traumas and our experiences and our thoughts and limiting beliefs and all these dynamics, it's addicting. I don't know if it's addicting, but it just feels good, man. It feels good. And you, you you move a little bit lighter and you move with a little bit more love and you channel love. And once you can, we can get out of that hole, which is hard, trust me. I know it's not easy to get out of that dark hole, but if we can find that love, for ourselves, we can shine it on others, and it reciprocates, man. It reciprocates. It's cool, man, because I've uh, have gotten uh, sometimes doing these these talks. Again, honestly, my intention for doing these talks is for selfish reasons. Where I just want to better articulate my ideas, and hear myself back, and hear how my voice is because I'm an actor and I want to have a strong voice and a strong instrument. Um, of course, I want to share all the stuff that I've learned with. The audience who's willing to listen and listen all the way through i love you guys but uh sometimes it's like ah, is this what i mean, is, is anyone even hearing this like what am i doing this for and uh the past couple of days i've actually gotten affirmations that people are saying yo i love what you're saying like keep doing it you're in- inspiring like this is so those little affirmations got my spirit guys my guardian angels watching over me and thank you guys for all the support the love uh one step at a time these ideas it's life-changing and these books take the time, take the time to learn. We are students of life. I think it's the greatest thing. Again, growth is the most important thing that we can do. So reading, um, every interaction, every exchange, every experience in life, good, especially the bad ones, they're all lessons. And when we look at it as lessons, man, you grow every single day every single day and it's a freaking awesome feeling so thank you guys for tuning in as always if you guys are digging this vibe in this enjoying the podcast uh share with your friends your family comment rate subscribe let them know let them know and um thank you guys for the support again you guys can follow me on instagram at larkin underscore andrew as always small of kindness makes the world go around for you for others Connect a little bit more with our friends and families and loved ones and strangers. Aha! Give your loved ones a hug. A nice bear hug. Connect. Human touch is so healing. High five yourself because you're beautiful. You're deserving. You're worthy. You're enough. And um, you are strong and brave and here for a reason. You're here for a reason. And always, 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 always strive to live a lucid life. This is Andrew Larkin. One love.